Okay, we're we're continuing in the new series of the Pelioit. Holding today in the third paragraph on the on the page. He's speaking about this idea of Ava for HaKadosh Baruch We spoke of this idea that uh, love for HaKadosh Baruch it's an opportunity, something that uh, it's internal. It's something that if you thought about it deeply enough, you thought about what Hashem gives us, it's Mechaivas. So the, so the Pelioyos is going to go a little bit deeply into that, uh, into that exact Nakuda. There's two types of love. There's love that stems personally and because of a personal reason. It stems from oneself. Right? There's a, a personal, we we'll call it maybe more selfish love. Where that love stems from the fact that another person has given you benefit. I feel Hana Muatas, even if it's a small amount of Hana, the Khoshakain, Misha Misha Imhin Hana Maruba. So for sure, all the more so, if somebody has given you a lot and has benefited you a lot on a higher level. This is this is actually what forms the basis for the issue of taking shaykh, of taking bribes. Even if it's a small amount, even if it's something which is maybe even agav, it's still expected in Makubal that a Dayan should be very aware of that because we don't want any sense of mashu shabamashu where a person has given you something, then you start to feel a little bit more uh, on their side. It makes a lot of sense. The minute somebody has, has given to you, you look at them as a human being. You look at them now as an opportunity to continue to, to help you. Right? It's a very big challenge. For sure, if the person gives you your entire parnas, your entire livelihood, and has done tremendous chasadim for you, how can I repay this back to this person? Who's given me so much without me even having to work for it and ask for it? If I would, if I would feed this person for a thousand for a thousand years, I would be able to fully one hundred percent give back to him. If you would literally send me on a mission in the middle of the night, it's annoying and stuff. I want to go to sleep. I'm tired, but nonetheless, I'm still expected to listen to him. I, I, how could I not? How could I not? How could I come back to him empty-handed if he sends me on a certain mission or tells me to do something? He's taking care of me. I'm not going to listen to this person. I'm not going to... How could I come back with, uh, with no busha? Because I, I owe him so much. This person specifically literally paid your medical bills. He literally saved your life, saved your... A body part, he's your own doctor. For sure, you have tremendous akars to person saved your life. I mean, I can imagine such a situation where, let's say, you've, God forbid, a person dropped it on the street and they needed to be resuscitated. And a guy who's, who is a terrible person in his private life and then beats his wife and steals and cheats on his taxes, whatever. But he resuscitated you. You wouldn't feel any sense of, no, you have to be an absolute, no, I don't. Of course, it's human nature. It's human nature. There's so many different layers and levels to the Indian of love. One upon top of the other. Who's given us so much. Who takes care of us, who literally feeds us, who, who keeps us alive until the next morning, who helps us go to bed the same night. Even if those who've given you, let's say you have Basra Vadam, right? Who's supported you, given you money, taking care of you. The only reason why that person's given you is because Hashem's given them that per- that ability to do it. So everything really all, all stems from Hashem. Right? 
There's so many people that are, have and facilitate that opportunity for us for to, to be able to live. Turn the page, Bez now. When a person goes through tremendous challenges and many, many terrible things befall him, yet he's saved from them. Because ultimately Hashem protected you, saved you, and guided to this place. On each and every single breath. It may seem totally natural to us. It may seem totally normal to us. But every single neshima, kol neshima, neshima, a person is chayav to say, thank you, Hashem. Not, this breath is not guaranteeing the next breath. We say, what do we say? Right? That all the nisim that Hashem does for us. Every single day. How many nisim? Are there... There's clouds parting, you know, and, and you know, and money coming from the sky. Or there, is, is the Yamsuf splitting from me every day? What do you mean? The Yamsuf says that everything is an ace. We just don't see it that way because we've become more gal to what is. We've become used to what we think is 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 teva. Really, is is actually just a nace that says chadesh kol yoyim. Therefore, what can we do? We have the ability, Hashem's given us so much. And yet we frustrate Him. And yet we are annoying to Hashem. In the sense that we do have virus. Meaning, if, based on what we do to Hashem, we should be getting commensurate response back. Right? I, I speak negatively to Hashem. I'm a vayish. It's a terrible experience that what we do. And yet, Hashem is constantly giving back to us way beyond what we deserve. Way beyond what we deserve. Whether they are revealed or whether they are hidden from us. A person who has experienced an ace oftentimes doesn't even realize that an ace has occurred. Whether it was impending and it somehow got steered away. How could you really know, honestly? It's a, it's a, it's a scary thing. This is a very scary thought. How do we know there's not a gzer in Shemayim that chas I'm not going to say one of us, but that a person, ourselves, God forbid, may be dying of a brain aneurysm. What's a brain aneurysm? What's an aneurysm? It's a blood clot that reach, reaches the brain and you literally just drop dead. I have a friend whose mother was cooking breakfast in the kitchen, had a brain aneurysm, and just dropped dead. No resuscitation. He literally just dropped it on the floor. Is that normal? Is that, is that something that is normal? No, it's not normal. It's, it's beyond the pale of normalcy. It's just the idea of walking in the kitchen and find your mother dead on, the, dead on the ground. Does anyone know that maybe among any of us that, that was nigzar upon us? And we either we, we dive in. Again, according to our own simple, simple innocence, we gave tzedakah one day, we put on tefillah, we decided we're going to be mischazik and we're decided we're not going to do a certain avir that we're having, we're having any sign on. And that's what, that's what turned the tide, right? The whole reason, you know, we don't know. How could you, how could you even know? How could you even know that the danger was headed towards you? And something was going on. So, for whatever reason, that that was in this battle in We have no idea. 
That's a scary thought. But no, but what's the problem? We don't think of it in those terms because it's very scary or because, what do you mean? Oh, God forbid, Hashem would do that to me. As if you deserve anything, right? But like, oh, Hashem would do that to me. I mean, we don't even enter into the thought process. I think it's worthwhile for a person to sit there and think, and think about and actually image, imagine it in your mind. Use the kayak of dimmin, of imagination, to think about what that means. What does it mean, God forbid? For people that are loved ones around us. I mean, it's a little bit uh, dark, it's a little bit scary, but this is what he's saying. He's saying that a person should realize that you don't know what tremendous dangers, nisiyoyness, challenges, life challenges, bankruptcies, we have no idea. And all that stuff could have happened and none of it happened. Or at least, Baruch Hashem, it doesn't happen on a continual basis. Or it hasn't happened to you, unfortunately it happened to somebody else that you know. What you, why are you any different than the person, that, that person who did go through that? Why are you different? It's all B'shosh Hashem. It's all B'shosh HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What? I hear you're saying okay. So what happens when you finish your task? Go home. Bye bye. <laughs> so like you better ask. You better dive into Hashem. Hashem gives you a very long and arduous task that once you that you don't finish it. Here you go. I can't hear you. What? Maybe their own personal task, but to be for somebody else. Maybe the point is, is that you know in the best way never never to get fired is to make yourself incredibly useful for your, for your boss. Which means that, yeah, fine, he tells you on one project, make sure you find another project soon right away. Because if he gets the feeling that, like, wait a minute, why am I paying this guy? He's not doing anything. <laughs> That's when you got problems. It's to make yourself incredibly useful to the company that you absolutely are required. So, to this world, that we need to make sure yeah, I fill my task, Hashem, give me other tasks. And yes, in a sense, maybe Hashem even give me other challenges, other challenges to complete, because if I don't have any challenges, and I don't have any real sibas anymore, then what's the point? Then Hashem's like, why, why am I paying you to be around here? You're, you're, you're a drag on the economy, right? <laughs> or, or you fulfill your task and you, and you deserve it. You have your gmul now in, in the next world. But not everybody wants their gmul in the next world yet. I, I want my tefillin. I want my, I want my tzitzis a little bit longer. Yichab? Oh. What's the idea? Extreme and intense love for Hashem. Here's the problem. Though. We have a big challenge in this world, though. We have a very difficult time. I don't. I can't speak for anybody in this room. I don't know your personal relationships with your parents, but it's a very, very, very problematic issue today. They have among the younger generation. The younger generation has a very difficult time. With feeling the sense of achrayis of akaras the whole idea of being expected and mechuyev to have akaras and gratitude towards someone else is incredibly, incredibly difficult for the dar today. The fact, oh, my my parents brought me to this world. Okay, who who asked them? Yeah, I've heard that before. I've literally, I've heard that. Who asked them to bring me to this world? Well, they, I guess the mission, the mission, the mission of us is a you're against your will, you're born. Fine, this hater. But your parents took care of you. They fed you there. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know my parents. Uh, they're they're just crazy. What? Oh, because they wouldn't give you a smartphone when you were like 11. Okay, yeah, you know, wow. Your parents are just the worst. Possibly abusive. I mean, like, yeah, um, they must be very, very abusive. They didn't give you a, a smartphone when you are 11 years old. I mean, they, they, they uh, clearly, they clearly must be, it must be not well. Yeah, it's pretty abusive, right? Or like, uh, they didn't let you eat all the candy after Purim, the, like, all night. Yeah, they're just, the parents are the worst. Okay, obviously, you know, I don't want to belittle the, the idea. They are, unfortunately, to be honest, very unwell parents. I, I, I will admit that. I've seen it. I've spoken to them. <laughs> Some are nuts off the rockers. However, at the same time, at the same time, and this is the, this is the nuance and this is the crazy, that even if they're crazy, you're still you have to respect them. And, 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 and a bit, respect them doesn't mean, by the way, Zilzo, we spoke about before, when we learned the Tzilkes of Kibbutz Aveim, that COVID means also not hurting them. It's like, the, it's, the, it's the positive, but it's also the, the negative aspects of it. Okay? But what we're talking about here is that you think about it, that yes, the person, unfortunately, 
was not well. It was not nice to me. It didn't treat me and didn't treat me the best way I wanted. But I'm still here. I'm still alive. And because I'm still here, I'm still alive. That gives me the opportunity to give a kind more mitzvahs. That is requires a midafakarasatayv to them. So, but the problem is we live in a door where people don't like the sense of achrayis. It hangs on them like a like a concrete rock that will not let them stand up. Because why? People need to feel that they did it all themselves. Or I'm, I'm self-made. Or tell me I have to do something. We're, we're messed up. It's a messed up door. We have to work on it. Because this is the entire basis. The relationship that you have with your parents is 99% of your relationship with the Baruch The relationship that we have with the Baruch is all dependent on our dynamics that we have with our parents. If you have a good relationship with your parents, you'll have a really amazing relationship with Hashem. If you have, unfortunately, a complex relationship with your parents, you're not going to have the proper structure to be able to relate to HaKadosh Baruch in the proper way. And this is what the, the, the Pelagites is saying, is that through that ability to have HaKar Sa'atoyev to someone who's taking care of you, you Mamela can extrapolate from that to our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch. If you can't do that, you can't do the other one. So it's a, it's a meter to work on. Thank you.